0: what's up everyone welcome back to the podcast my name is will peterson and this week i am so excited to bring you my follow-up conversation with philip karsha so back in june episodes 11 and 12 of of this podcast were dedicated to a a pre-hike conversation that i had with philip about his his upcoming third attempt at the white mountains single season guide um for anyone who's not aware that is hiking every single trail in the white mountains guide. So basically every trail in the white mountains, uh, in a single calendar season, that being the summer season. Um, it was a really, really cool conversation. And I, I, our, our plan the whole time was to have a follow-up conversation afterward to, to sort of like have people give people a lens to compare and contrast the, the mindset of, of someone before and after a multi-month project like this. So we just had that, that, that follow-up conversation, you know, we've been trying to figure it out for a while since the summer ended, so it's a little bit delayed, but you know, such is life, things are busy. Um, and it was an amazing conversation. It was also easily the longest, <laughs> the longest from the back country conversation I've ever had. Uh, it went just about three hours. So <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, and we and we had the whole conversation in in the tiny house behind uh, behind the Notch Hostel, so that was also very cool, very cool set and setting. Um, basically, this conversation a little more than half of it is just me and him chatting, the two of us. And then the second half-ish of the conversation is uh, is us opening it up to Instagram Live and taking questions and sort of like diverging getting very sidetracked off of those questions. Um, we, I don't think we intended for the Q&A to go almost 90 minutes, but it did. So uh, what I'm going to do, because I need content, <laughs> is uh, this is going to be a two-parter. Uh, the first hour and a half is going to come out today, and the second hour and a half is going to come out two weeks from now. So uh, if you're really interested in this conversation, I would highly recommend going back and listening to episodes 11 and 12 of From the Backcountry first. And then coming up and listening to these episodes, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna set the scene, set how he was thinking and feeling going into this project, and um, yeah, yeah, this is very cool. This is this is awesome. Great conversation to have, uh, Philip. Thank you so so much for coming on. Uh, you're the man. You're big inspiration to me. Um, you know, we cover a lot of ground in the podcast. We definitely talk all about his project. We also diverge into the 48 quite a bit. Um, as tends to happen with me and Philip, we both have a, a a mutual respect and love for the 48 and um and we talk about a lot of other things too. So it's a it's a real pleasure Philip always to have you on. Love that you're now a an official friend of the podcast and uh let's chat soon. Let's get on trail. Let's another episode once one of us does something cool so uh yeah hope you all enjoy the podcast and i will chat with you next week for the second half of this episode where we break open the instagram live q a all right bye bye Philip. Cheers, my brother. Cheers. Welcome back. Uh, Thank you. Newly, newly anointed, uh, well, not so newly anointed uh, single season uh, White Mountains guide finisher, mm-hmm. but very newly anointed friend of the pod.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> and that's what we're really celebrating today. I, that's the only reason why I'm here, Will. <laughs> I told you over the summer, like, it is my number one goal for 2022 to <laughs> establish myself as a a friend of the pod and then take that title to, um, new places Yeah, um, yep. in, in the coming year.
0: This is, this is how you get big sponsorships. <laughs> I'm banking on it, dude. <laughs> you better come through. Uh, well, okay. So there's, as, as far as the viewers are concerned, uh, the last time they've heard from you was about two weeks pre-project. Right. They don't even know how this thing has gone. That I, would, I would imagine most of them do but <laughs>
1: right so that was what like June like the first week of June first or second week of June yeah okay I was trying to put together exactly like how many days or how many weeks since we last yes. sat down before before we started talking but I figured it's probably like what like almost six months almost ish, six months right? yeah
0: yeah if you if anyone who's listening to this for the first time go back first and listen to we had a two-parter early in the show I don't remember the episode it was probably like around episode 10 or something like that mm. but uh the, that'll that'll be important context for for this conversation. Right, so right, right, right. go give that a listen. But yeah, why don't you just like give people a quick very quick overview of like what it was just in case they don't want to go listen to the whole thing and just like a, a thousand
1: mile overview of how it went? Sure. Um, well, the goal the big goal for me the last three years has been to complete the official White Mountains guide. In a single summer season, so all 650 trails in the official White Mountains guide um, in one calendar summer season, usually 93, 94 elapsed days, uh, fell short on that goal, unfortunately, in 2020 and again last year in 2021. Um, and for anybody listening, a complete round of the of the White Mountains guide, a complete pass through of the White Mountains guide, is about um, 1450 miles with approximately 500 miles of of backtracking. So it's about a 2,000 mile project and you're gonna climb damn near close to 600,000 feet and travel <laughs> to the Canadian border down to the Squam Lakes region out to the border of Maine mm-hmm. uh, you know and, and across to the Hanover area, the Connecticut Connecticut um, River Valley ish area. Um, and it was heartbreaking the last you know the last two summers falling short of my goal, 2020 was, Six days short of the single season superlative, 2021 was about 10 days short of the single season superlative, and uh, yeah, like I said, quite heartbreaking, but um, felt passionate enough about the project to come back for one more swing in 2022, and fortunately, um, this was the year where somehow uh, everything came together, somehow the stars aligned, somehow I you know, figured out how to piece that, that puzzle together in the way that I, I always kind of felt like I could mm-hmm. and ended up completing the entire White Mountains guide cover to cover in an in elapsed time of 90 days, five-ish hours. And um, obviously, kind of to a point you, you made over the summer when you were talking about, you know, one of, one of your big projects, the New Hampshire 48 supported record, mm-hmm. you know, the numbers don't tell the whole story. Um, the numbers are definitely indicative of a lot of, uh, like I say, you know, heartbreak, heartache, adventure, successes, I'm failures, sure. falling short, you know, coming through. But, uh, the numbers don't, don't necessarily tell the whole story. And, and there are a lot of highs and lows and valleys that have certainly come my way throughout the last three years. And of course, even, even this final year, but, um, yeah, man, somehow, you know, I, I, on the other side of the abyss, you know, I I came through, um, you know, actually reaching that potential, actually getting that, that single season superlative and, you know, to the best of my knowledge, that is, uh, that is a fastest time for the, for the guidebook. Um, that is now, you know, the, the fastest time for, you know, what are, in my opinion, two of the biggest, two of the most iconic list-based projects in the White Mountains? Of course, the White Mountains Grid, which I did in a ten and a half months, eighteen nineteen, and now the White Mountains Guidebook, which I did in ninety days in in twenty 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 two. So yeah, crazy man. I mean, that's you know that's really the abridged version. Yes, yeah. You know the the cliff notes, but of course, like you you know personally, like so much more. Dude, um, this is something I was thinking
0: about, like while I was driving over here, of like just how long like it's crazy to me that your first go at this was in 2020 like when we when we like met or like first started talking over social media you were on your first attempt at that like the pandemic had just started (laughs) so like i just like thought on the way over about like how much in my life has changed since the summer of 2020 yeah and i'd imagine a lot of the same like that's that's just such a long time to, to be dedicated to, to one single project. Like I felt like, um, you know, the 2020 for me, 2020 was the unsupported 48 2021 was an attempt at the supported 48 didn't work out. And then 2022 was the, the supported 48. And like, I felt like even, even though mine was kind of split up into two different projects and mine were short, like my, both of mine were less than a week. Right. I felt like, I had spent so much of my life on the 48 just like dedicated to that for three years what was that like just like how did how did life develop over those three years and like what was it like to be so dedicated to this one all-consuming thing for so long
1: that's the crazy thing man in a lot of very strange ways it it didn't develop I've been in a vacuum (laughs) real talk Um, and I think about this a lot as well. Um, from the time I finished the single year grid in 2019, um, to really today, even, you Mm -hmm. know, two months removed from the single season white mountains guide. I've thought about this project every single day. Yeah. Um, yeah. The summer leading up to the first attempt, coming off the single year grade, wondering if I was biting off, you know, more than I could chew, wondering if this was going to feel different, if this was going to be tougher, if this was truly the direction that I was meant to move in, um, to falling short, mm. to going back to the drawing board, to dedicating all of my free time, like not just after one attempt, but after two attempts, you know, that those winters were long and cold and dark yeah. and spent getting money together and writing to companies, writing to brands, writing to entities that I thought, you know, would wanna partner up, having those emails ignored, <laughs> having those emails rejected, you know, having my relationships and my connections with friends and family and folks in Worcester really just start to thin out. Um, and and not because there wasn't a a mutual respect or love there, but Mm -hmm. honestly, man, like I got into such a tunnel vision. I got into such a focused zero peripheral kind of world where this was all that I saw. This was all that I cared about. This was all that I wanted to spend my money on. Mm -hmm. It was like the outside world was moving along and I was just stuck in this abyss, this tunnel, this vacuum. Mm And that's been one of the most interesting and probably difficult things coming out of the project truly now is that it isn't just a season off. It isn't just nine months off. Um, I am truly detaching from this thing. Mm -hmm. I am truly removing um, so many parts of myself from my everyday. Just the what-ifs. Just the can I really do the questions. I mean... For better or worse, I built so much of my identity around this project. And sure. I'm not even talking about outwardly, although, of course, I think people do know me for these two big projects that I've taken on. Yeah, I've been, built so much of my personal identity around taking on this project and cracking this code and putting this puzzle together that, uh, yeah, it, it's felt like one long three-year summer. And I'm I'm not exaggerating, man. Like, it's almost just like my reaction, you know, coming out of this thing is just like almost been that of an individual who has just been, you know, see, it's just seeing the daylight, you know, a vampire who's just seen the daylight after a hundred years locked <laughs> in a cave, you know, and they're human again. And they're coming out and opening the door for the first time or cracking the shades for the first time. And yeah. it's just like, wow, like it's good. It's bad. It's strange. It's beautiful. It's sad. It's disappointing. It's empowering. It's all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, to make a long story short to answer your, you know, your question, um, it's felt like one, one long year. It it hasn't felt like life has progressed. It It's felt like I've been in this one chapter for, for a very long time and it's, it's cool to turn the page now, man. You
0: know? Yeah, definitely. I, de- another thing like you mentioned like coming out the other end of it i feel like there's got to be like so many mixed emotions coming out of it like i'd imagine there's a certain amount of like jesus christ this fucking monkey's finally off my back right and there's probably a certain amount of just like so much deserved pride for like what you've been able to put together there's probably like regrets about like things that could have gone differently there's like At least I've only done one long project, which was the AT. But at least for me, like coming out of that, like when I got to Katahdin, I there was just like a cavern of like, oh, I've been following white blazes for four months, and now that's over, Mm -hmm. and like that's what I've been working towards for the past year and a half. Like that's gone. Like what? What am I supposed to do with myself now? So like, how has your mental state been for you know the past couple months since you were removed from the project? And like, what? What is that? emotional experience been like and how have you been like working through it like how's it changed
1: yeah it's been wishy-washy you know i I absolutely do not want to project a sentiment of just like hell yeah you know got got, (laughs) got this done like you know moving on now sure um of course there have been moments like that um but it's been back and forth it's been it's been up and down um Mm -hmm. because yes i'm really 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 not even happy, not not even not even you know d- disappointed. Like none of those sort of traditional emotions um, that you would kind of associate with like a project like this ending. I'm genuinely relieved mm-hmm. that I don't have to go out and do this for a fourth time. <laughs> right. Um, sure. I don't even know if I would. Yeah. Um, my big thing before this year was this is the final year. Yeah. Um, I will not do this for another. You know, for yeah. for another year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I, I I absolutely wonder too, and that and that brings me to my second, you know, sort of the the other side, which is. You know, in retrospect, now that I am able to start to process these experiences, and I'm not actually in there doing mm-hmm. it. Yo, like, what a way to spend three summers. Seriously. Like seriously, man. Like. Doing nothing but seeing the White Mountains guide. Mm -hmm. Documenting and sharing that experience with your peers. Gaining respect and credibility in your community. And and hopefully in return, hyping those same individuals up so that they can reach for the fucking stars and accomplish Mm -hmm. their own goals and get out there and do their thing. And just be, you know, that That guy, like that guy who's out there doing it, you know, for 40 hours a week, no shirt off, running vest, running belt, (laughs) next to nothing on him Mm -hmm. on a, on a beautiful, you know, 70, 80 degree night in the presidential range, hair down, chest out, feeling fucking wild, new Taylor Swift album dropping on the (laughs) iPods. Like, I mean, it's cool, man. You know, it's like, it's fucking fun. Yeah. And, um, that will come in many other forms. In my, in my, you know, in the years ahead, in the sure. White Mountains and in other places in the in the U.S., but it's not lost on me how special that is, man. And mm-hmm. like, I do miss that, you know. Like, uh, I do sort of already, you know. It's, it's only been two months, and it's not even you know summer. Right. It's not even winter yet. But I do, I do long for that version mm-hmm. of 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 not only you know my life, but myself. That version that is. free, living directly from his heart and out there in the white mountains, like doing his thing and, and trying to sort of contribute something to the, to the community out here. So, um, it's been up and down, it's been back and forth. I'm very lucky in that I've really developed this pattern of coming into, executing and coming out of these long distance projects. Right since 2008 you know doing the AT and then the PCT mm-hmm. and and now I've kind of done that consecutively for 4 years and it's like this beautiful process of you have the vision you have the dream you let your community know what you're you know what you're doing and how you're how you're preparing for it you know beforehand step up to the plate you share that experience as openly and honestly and vulnerably as you possibly can mm-hmm. and then on the back end in, instead of you know putting your face in a pillow and crying yourself to sleep every night because like your once in a lifetime project is now over. Yeah. You know, you start getting busy, you start getting creative. You start hitting up places. Yo, my name is Philip Karsha. I just did this thing. Can I come speak at your, you know, at your organization, at your company, at your event cool. We're reliving the project that way. Mm-hmm. You sit down on your blog, on your social media, you start to curate content, you start to make little films, you start to relive the experience in that, in that way. Because, you know, as you're kind of creating this stuff out there, especially with the cadence I was kind of, you know, work, working with, trying to get it all in, in a single season, like you're just right. shooting, 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 sharing, sharing, sharing. Just like disappears into the ether you're like moving forward the whole sure, time sure you don't even have a chance to really creatively process right you know what you're doing so now you're reliving the experience um you know th- through those avenues and and that stuff really acts as a pillow man it mm-hmm. acts as a cushion like it allows you to come off the experience in a very healthier, much healthier way because you're not just sitting at like grandma's like you know thanksgiving table like Straight off the you know the project, or straight off the AT, or straight off the PCT, and you're that weirdo that everybody kind of knows. Like, just did something like weird, but like big, but like no, you know, it's like that. that it never translates. You know sure, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, you never quite feel you know appreciated, or you never quite feel like people understand what you just went through. And like, I do obviously get that, but I live and work at the Notch Hostel, right? Like, dude, this is the community I'm part of. Like, people kind of have followed along and they and they know what happened and you go to these talks and people are there because they want to hear you talk about the experience in, in greater detail than you were able to share and mm-hmm. that's reliving it man that's all therapy you know and seeing other people's sort of like reception and reaction and excitement over what you're doing then starts to you know be one of the sort of um you know, gardeners for your new adventures, you know, you, you meet these people and you, and you realize like, wow, people have sort of seen what I've done and they're proud of it in the same way that I am. And mm-hmm. it starts to plant these seeds, you know, um, for future adventures and future stoke to kind of keep, keep this thing going, you know, um, yeah. to kind of keep the the journey moving forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a really important insight for people about like how, how you, move on or not even move on but like integrate and move forward after a big after a big goal like whether it's hiking or or really anything it's like it's it's so easy to get bogged down in like the fact that it's over or what could have been i know i i definitely have and it's like a constant struggle and like this is actually this is something that you're probably uh probably able to um speak to better than a lot of people with like Like you said, now that you've done this whole big project thing so many times, Mm -hmm. you, (laughs) you know, you'd be so bogged down if you hadn't developed the ability to, to, to integrate and move forward. Like that's, I feel like that's such a valuable skill. It's definitely something I'm still working on. Like, I feel like I still, yeah, there, there, there are nights where I, I stay up and think about the AT and like, what could have gone different. And that was four years ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I, again, I I definitely don't want to paint the picture. Like I have. I have it down to, um, you know, perfect science um, because there was a big exhale at the end of this one, Mm -hmm. again, because the last, you know, three summers and even like, you know, leading, leading up to the single year grid, I mean, this has been the first time since really I climb Mount Whitney the year after um I was almost killed on that mountain so this is 2017 um and came down to my car and decided to do the single year grid this is really the first time since October 2017 that I don't have a definitive literally 2,000 mile project planned at least right um sort of coming up the next year and like I don't know. Probably, you know, some people will listen to this and say, hoo," you know, like, you know, <laughs> what are you crying about?" But sure. um this is a life practice, man, you yeah. know? And uh I definitely came out of this project like I said with a, a big sort of exhale, a big breath out, um and what I mean by that is it it did feel a little deflating. Mm-hmm. And it can, you know, continues to to feel deflating at times sure. because you um yeah. Again, you've been in this tunnel and you've been in this this vacuum, and you come out, and all of a sudden, like this north star that you've been following is is to your rear, your rear view, you know? Right. Um, and that's tough, dude. It's it's really really tough to, to to work through that and to just stay positive. To it's it's hard to you know the 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 methodology might be to talk about the experience as much as you can through podcasts, through talks, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep the journey in the forefront, you know. Keep that that flame lit, and um, let it kind of wean you off the experience. But yeah. um, I it it that does not mean you are without long moments of questioning. Yep. What did I just do? Why did I just do that? Mm-hmm. Can I do something like that again, or are these is this collection of experiences the the peak of my of my outdoor Resume, career, however you want to frame it, will I be able to um, curate that same kind of flame, that inspiration? Like all of these existential questions. Mm -hmm. And like, it's not to say that I don't have them, like everybody else. I just find that some of these mechanisms are very helpful in keeping the flame alive, keeping the the journey alive. And like I say, um, you know for better or worse, like m- much like an addict, you know, we've weaned yourself off the experience and sort of accept the new normal, which sure. is like probably like not as quite exciting <laughs> as the life you've been living, but it's all real. Yeah,
0: so what, I, I guess like, this is the first time since 2017 that you haven't had something <clears throat> immediately planned. Like, I guess what that probably means, well, I don't, wanna, I don't wanna assume what that means. I wanna know what is the process what, at least, what do you think? Because you haven't really been in this situation for a long time. What do you think the process is going to be like of figuring out what you want to do next?
1: Oh, I already, I already know.
0: Oh, you already know without okay, a doubt. Okay.
1: Um, and and we're not. When I say I already know, I think we're kind of skipping past the, you know, sort of expected. Single day calendar day, even like multi day projects, because those are going to always be. Oh yeah, that's sure. always going to be a part of my. My thing, that's always going to be a way to stay in shape. That's always going to be a way to like share on social and on, on the internet. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm speaking more to in the same way that I think you are. Yeah. Like the... You've got to figure it out. The, 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 the big shit. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to the big shit, the stuff that I think moves the culture forward, moves the community forward, shows the community in a bold way what is possible um, requires you to commit long durations of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, if we're talking about, you know, projects on that scale, like, done deal. Already. Sure. Already know. Um, and we can talk about that more um, at any point. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's more like, you know, if we're talking about, like, Multi-month, like year-year-long projects, which is kind of what I'm referencing. Yeah. Um. You know, it's 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 tough to come out of the the single-season White Mountains guide, and like even though you know what you want to do. To br- bridge that gap, you know, to to, to 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 understand how you're feeling and and know when the timing is right, and sure. and and now I'm kind of getting into this. World where it's like you're talking about like multi-month projects, year-long projects. Like you need dollars for that kid. You know right. what I mean? Like you need some dollars for that, and like anything that's going to be that long again, like for me, is going to require a serious commitment, both on my part and also the the part of you know any any businesses or organizations or partners that want to step up to the plate. Because like yeah, we're at this point. It's like the 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 big defining. Um, projects are like gonna cost money you know it's like you're just going out for a through hike over the summer like they're gonna cost money and there's transportation involved and multi-state travel involved and, and these types of things so it's not necessarily not knowing what's next it's almost just like damn like we just got over this crazy ass range of mountains that's taken three four years to scale and we're back in the in the notch, you know, the the low elevation of the notch, and it's like whew, we got another range like coming up here. We know exactly <laughs> what that range looks like. We know exactly what direction we need to we need to head in to get there. But also, like you know, that it's gonna be uh, just a long trek just to get to the starting line, right? Um, because of the dollar, you know, dollars involved, and also just like. My dude, it's it's been a long four years. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And uh any any year long project that I'm gonna take on, like I I need twelve months. Like I just need twelve months to to kind of chill for a minute. Like chill for a minute, like on the whole multi-month thing. You know, I mean it's just like I've just given up a lot and 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 dedicated a lot of time and money and like mental energy has been like you know the expenditures at an all-time high um Mm. but yeah man it's 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 just uh being thankful i guess like for where where you've been and where you are and knowing where you want to be in the future and no matter how strange or sort of securitous that that route is like having faith that it's going to it's going to come to fruition, but faith faith is tough and coming off projects is tough and keeping the stoke alive is tough. Um, But I mean, we were kind of talking about this before we got on the, on the show, like we're sitting in the, you know, in the tiny house on the, on the notch hostel property. And this is going to be my fifth winter here. Mm -hmm. And um, I've just gotten off another, you know, 2000 mile summer in in the white mountains and um, you know, have a, have a, long beautiful winter and spring ahead here you know living living at the foot of the national forest and i don't know i think life comes full circle in this way for a reason mm. i don't think it's uh i've always thought that i've always felt like you know when you find when you find your life coming full circle it says it says something about the importance of the people and the places that you end up coming back to and i mean yeah sure yeah that this isn't it's not Coincidental, you know, or accidental, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm answering every one of your questions with like 10 minutes. Dude, it I Cut love me it. off any time, no, dude. I'm yeah. just like, I'm riffing right now. You're making it easy
0: for me. People are going to be like, oh man, Will, you did such a great job with this interview. I'm going to be like, I just sat there.
1: It was great. Total talking time for Will, three minutes.
0: <laughs> no, well, let's, let's, I feel like we we've, we've jumped the gun a little bit. We're talking about everything post project. Yeah. We haven't talked about yeah, the yeah. actual yeah. project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me. Let's, split this up you've roughly had three months Mm -hmm. let's break it up into into thirds so the first third of this project compared just like how it went i know last i don't know really how 2020 was but i know last year july was just like ruthless with Mm -hmm. the with the weather and the rain in the first 30 days of of the project this year like how did it go? How are you feeling mentally? Like, were you just like locked in? Were you like not thinking about the end? Like what, what, what goes through your mind on a, on, on day 17 and a half of the project?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess I want to say that, you know, for anybody who isn't familiar and we haven't spoken a whole lot about this yet. I think we touched upon it on the last, the last podcast. Mm -hmm. I was coming into this project with a much deeper respect for the white mountains I was coming into this project with a, or th- this this year, so this season. Yeah. A much deeper respect for the White Mountains, which I already had a deep respect for. A a much, much deeper respect for the Mount White Mountains Guide, mm-hmm. um, which I already had a, a decent amount of respect for. And really wanted to be mindful about treating not only the project, but myself with a high level of of respect. And... What I wanted to be born from that was just diligence and accountability, and um, these things that I think might have been lacking in the first two seasons. So mm-hmm. coming into the summer, I I didn't I didn't change anything. Um, I didn't have any like strange deviations in in roots or nutrition mm-hmm. or you know my setup on the road or anything. It was just like. You've done this project twice. You know exactly what the estimated mileage is going to be. You know you're going to walk 2,000 miles. Yep. You know that you're going to travel to areas that are far more difficult to access than, than others. And you know you have this amount of time to do this all in. Mm. You have to be checking where you're at every night before you go to sleep in terms of like average miles per day. Yep. Um, And you need to be brutally honest with yourself in terms of, like, how you're doing. Because I think in the last two years, I didn't have a problem really trying to... I hate to use this term, but it's fitting. I I was really trying to cheat the project and ultimately myself. Interesting. What do you mean? I was looking for ways to just make it easier, man. I was looking for ways to not have to put in the amount of work that was required every single day. I Mm -hmm. was just... Riddled with excuses like, well, I'll get that tomorrow. Well, I'll make up for this bad week next week. Sure. Or this month, you gotta go fucking crazy because you haven't really had your foot on the gas yet. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, 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 no. That's not how we do it. You right. know exactly what you need to do. You're gonna walk 2,000 miles. You've got 94 days to do that. That requires a, a mandatory minimum. You know, of about 21 miles per day. Yep. And you're going to do that every fucking day. <laughs> and, and if you don't, you're not going to go to sleep in your car and like get an, get an eight hours, you know, nice eight hour rest. You're going to be so disturbed with your lack of accountability. Mm. You're going to be so disturbed with your lack of respect for not only the project but yourself that you will inevitably be woken out of your sleep. In disgust with, <laughs> with with your attitude and your laziness, and, you know it, it was it was really. I mean, it sounds funny, and it is. Sure, um, but but truly, man, like yeah. that was that was the mentality, and I wasn't even really that nervous going into the third attempt because mm-hmm. I had nothing to lose. Like I had already put it all out there. The previous two years, I tried and tried and tried. And fell short, like not just like in my quiet group of friends, but I projected this shit out to thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, you know, many of whom I would rub shoulders with, like while I was out on the trail. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like I was approaching the project with very little to lose, absolutely everything to gain, and with a level, a psychological shift that warranted. Deeper level of respect, not only for myself and the project, but a a deeper level of, of accountability, deeper, deeper level of diligence when it comes to, you know, showing up every single day. And, um, well, I think I remember, dude, I remember talking to you
0: after the 2021 attempt Mm -hmm. and you telling me like, dude, I thought like I was coming into the last two weeks and like, I thought that I could just like yank forties every single day and that like my athleticism would make up for it and that's just like not how it worked right so it's like your ability to like take that step back and be like okay like that didn't work i have to like like the 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 mindset frame shift that you just outlined i feel like being able to do that and like diagnose what went wrong and then having like the mental commitment to say that didn't work i'm going to like force myself to stay on track because like you're like, yes, you can Yank forties. Obviously you're you're a very experienced hiker and you're like super athletic and all that, but like the the whites uh, the whites are just not going to stick to your plans. Sure of, of sure. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And the White Mountains guide as well, right? right? Because you know, we'll get into this, but the last two hundred and fifty miles of this season, which was on the White Mountains Diratissima. I was doing 40s, like I was doing high right. 30s and 40s, but it's a straight line. It's you don't a have straight to think line, <laughs> exactly, and so, you know, it's easy to convince yourself of these things when you're in the moment, mm-hmm. when you're when you when you feel like it's all being put out there, when you're desperate to just get this thing done. Yeah, but you you can't this. The single season white mountains guide is all fucking knowing, man. Mm-hmm. Like it sees what you're trying to do (laughs) it sees the way that you're trying to make it easier and it will not allow for that Mm -hmm. um the day the, the time to be doing 30s and 40s when you're in a crunch is on a White Mountains Diretissima where you don't have to drive to like a bunch of trailheads. You don't have to stop every, you know, two miles and right. triple check your phone to make sure you're heading in, in the right direction, which is the way that 2000 and 2001 kind of ended. Yeah. I was right there. I was really close. Yeah. I just couldn't pull it together because it was so scattered. And mm-hmm. I wasn't giving the project the, um, the level of respect that it deserved. And by scattered, you know, for the people that are, that are listening, you know, it's one thing if you're on a through hike. And you're fit as fuck. And you you want to do 20 or 30 miles or 40 miles back to back to back to get into town early or whatever. Yep. But you're going to sleep and waking up in the same place as your as you're starting to walk and you're repeating that and it's very linear. But mm-hmm. you know, when you're gotta go to this trailhead here and then get picked up over here and then get down to this trailhead here and then get picked up over here. It's just, I mean, you already know that it's it's impossible to move through that. Like you can yes. move through it efficiently, but it will never really be as efficient as you want it to be. And when you're stacking that work up at the end of a project like this, mm-hmm. it's just it's just not gonna work. Um so this year I had that knowledge, man. Yeah. I had that insight. Like after 2020, I got knocked the fuck down and I, I got right back up without even thinking. I said, Okay, gonna make all these routes, I'll have the framework there. And now I've got the golden ticket. I know exactly how to piece this 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 puzzle together. Twenty twenty one comes around. I get knocked down. I actually stay down for a minute. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I stay down and I take a good look around, like from the floor, like how the fuck did I get here? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like really, how did I get here? And like I didn't just get straight up. Like I, you know, got up on and, and sat on my sat on my ass and took another look around and really like. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that was a big surprise for. Me, and I feel like a lot of other people, like, we totally, I feel like everyone, like, very much understood, like, falling a few days short on the first attempt. And then, like, I feel like the second attempt, there was just, like, at least from people I talked to, there was a collective, like, Jesus,
1: like, what happened? No respect. Like. No respect. Not no respect. That's extreme. Yeah. Lack of respect. Mm -hmm. Lack of accountability. I'll get this tomorrow. Yeah. That's not being accountable. Right. Being accountable is. This is the error you just committed. Never fucking do that again <laughs> on this project. And that was really the psychology that I had to, you know, abide by. Yeah. Um, to be consistent every day, to show up. You know, I think I logged 1,960-ish miles, finished in 90 days. That's just under 22 a day. It's mm-hmm. like every day you have to show up. If you're not hitting the 22... Don't get discouraged. Cause you just did 15. Right. Okay. Identify that's an issue. And the next day, nip it in the mm-hmm. butt, get yeah. back on track. And it wasn't perfect and it wasn't always clean. Sure. Um, but I did what I needed to. And so circling back around to your original question, how did June go? Mm-hmm. It was crazy, man. The temperatures were incredible. It was cool in the morning. Yep. It was it was mild during the day. Mm-hmm. wasn't hot. Um, easy to sleep in. Of course, your body is... It, it doesn't matter how much you train. Your body is going to experience some shock when yeah. you start averaging 20 or 25 miles every single day, especially on terrain like the White Mountains. Mm-hmm. But out of all three seasons, I've never had my body get tuned up and get brought up to speed in the way that it did this year. Sure. I mean, it was actually kind of fucking scary. Um, (laughs) The way that I kind of said on the 21st, like, you know, let's go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, my body pretty much was just like, you know, word. Word. uh, let's We're doing this again? Word. You know, let's go. Um, So that was very helpful to just not have to be dealing with crazy aches and crazy pains and and going through that transitional period. And and the funny thing is, is I trained less this season than I had the last two, you know, sure. in terms of just sheer volume leading into the project. Mm-hmm. I think that was actually part of it. Um, was yeah. was giving myself a real genuine break. And yep. when I did step back up to the plate and start training for this thing, not go so hard with the volume, even though like it's all at low intensity for the most part, just not get that burnt out before the project. Um, because it was cooler and I think because I was sleeping better, um, I was able to just eat a fuck ton more food than yep. I have in either of the two years. Um, so I probably walk around at like 145 ish, mm-hmm. like on a normal, like year round basis. The last two years, I dipped down to like 132 on the Jeez. project, which isn't unhealthy. You know, if you look, I'm not a yeah. big dude, I'm about 5'8. Sure. Um, it's, it's not unhealthy. I mean, that's very lean, it's yeah. not unhealthy. This year I hovered right around 140 man. Wow. I was eating. That's every, impressive. I was eating all day long. Yeah. Trip. Um it was insane. And so, you know, by the time June June was up or the first third of the project, you know, was up, um I was I I, I didn't want to lose respect for the project. I absolutely didn't want to, you know, develop this attitude like it's in the bag, but honestly, I was like Alright, if this continues like this, man, the project is yours to lose. Yeah. Because I was... Dude, it was... It was really, really interesting. This is going to sound corny as fuck, man. But it was... It was... It was... (laughs) Matrix-like. So the bullets are still coming at you, sure, but you you're able to dodge them yeah in, in, a, in a way that you you haven't been able to previously. So the bullets were coming at me the last two years, and they went right through me. Sure. This year, it was able to sway, able to sway. I was constantly looking at this like apparition of my former self mm-hmm. next to me. when I would come into these scenarios where in past years I would get slowed down. Sure, okay, you've been going hard for like five, six, seven days. And just the sequence of trails and like the gnarliness of the trails has, has given you zero, absolutely zero downtime. And, you know, the last two years you would come up against a wall like this and you, you fall back for a week mm-hmm. and you log 80 miles or, or 100 miles. And that's yeah. just not enough. Yep. And so I would kind of see this, like, this vision or this apparition of myself from from years prior and see where these 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 things, these scenarios would come, would come up and slow me down and then ultimately discourage me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would just sidestep them. You know, I would say, okay, this is what happened last year and the year before. This is what we need to do to kind of move around this. Even if it's just lean in, there's, you don't need to drive any faster. You don't need to be, you don't need, don't need to do any more of what you're doing. You, you just need to continue doing it without slowing down, without overthinking. And, yeah, man. Um, it really felt like it was it was mine, mine, mine to lose between the weather, between the food, um, and 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 just like you know, it's crazy, man. Like it felt so big, like three years, man. You know, like yeah. it felt really important. Like, mm-hmm. which might sound strange, because in in the last breath, I'm saying like I, I wasn't ner- nervous at all. I think those. You know those two things aren't aren't necessarily like exclusive to one another like i think you can feel a calm and feel and feel like a, a a sort of like quiet confidence um even though what you're working on is like you know quite possibly one of the bigger or biggest projects like you'll, you'll ever take on like yeah in the, in the white mountains so it was uh it was encouraging as hell man yeah it was encouraging as hell, and, Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to jump ahead. I know we're kind of, you know, moving in thirds here.
0: Oh no, I feel like you're, you're dipping into the second third. I think too, so just keep her going. Yeah.
1: And like, it's funny, like around August, um, and this is right around, I guess, like the second third, Mm -hmm. um, I did a ask me anything Mm -hmm. on Instagram. It was like on my stories or whatever, like, yo, you guys see anything, you have a question about whatever. Sure. Hit me and my boy Greg, um, shout out to Greg B. Um, he goes, what's the mood heading into August? And, you know, I was feeling, I mean, you know, at that point, it's like, wow, this thing's over in six weeks. You know, August right. 1, you're like, in a best case scenario, like, it's over in six weeks. How are, how are you feeling? And, yep. like, how has everything kind of gone so far? And I couldn't say anything but uh, single season or it doesn't count. <laughs> and I kind of meant it, man. Yeah. Because... Yeah, it's cool it's cool to be able to say like I've gotten through the guidebook 3 times. Sure. It, it it's it's cool to have such a an intimate knowledge of, of the White Mountain Trail network. But if that was the motivating factor behind all this or the greatest factor, like I could have called it good in 20 2020. Right. You know what I mean? Right.
0: You already you already broke the FKT by like half. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and like even more importantly, and I hope we can touch on this, you know, before we finish, but like you know, I feel like I've contributed something to White Mountains hiking culture. You know? but, <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I mean, like in a in a you know, just like sure. I mean, I know I've had big big experiences, but you don't control how that's received. Sure. From the people. sure. But but I do think like just through communication with folks and and really like taking a, an objective look at at how this stuff is presented and, and received. Like, I th- I think I've helped move the culture along up up here the, the hiking culture and showing people you know what, um, what what this what this whole thing is is um, is kind of about um, but dude I wanted the single season man yeah. like I wanted the single season I wanted the thing that no one wanted to try I wanted the thing that no one wanted to even really like conceive of you know prior to to 2020 when i when i started working on it i wanted to put my quarters in my last quarters in that dusty ass arcade game in the in the back dingy corner of 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 you know the the white mountains um arcade of endurance and i wanted to take it all the way through start to end know that i worked it to my potential yeah um and that's why I say single season, or it doesn't count, because like, dude, I've gotten everything else I wanted out of this, or I had at that point. Yeah. Um, so it kind of gives you some insight. Um, there, there was a quiet confidence the entire the entire summer. Yeah. There were no real beating your chest moments. I think if you like have followed my content for a few years now, you'll notice it, it was a lot more just quiet. It was a lot more moody. It was a little. Emotional. There were a lot of, you know, moments where it's like, I, I can't give you this baller ass landscape in front of me, but I can give you like me standing in, in this landscape, looking at you, you know, being vulnerable, looking directly at the lens of my camera, knowing that I'll put that moment out to people who are following along and hoping that they understand like where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very introspective. And... um I mean it, man. Like I even think if we go back and compare this this podcast to the first the first two that we recorded, that's like, what I hope that people do. Yeah, it's it's like I feel so much. I feel so much smaller, man, on the back end of this thing. I mean that wholeheartedly. Like on top of Moose Lock on the very last day, when all I had to do was hike down the Asquam Ridge Trail, mm-hmm. and I'm in whipping winds, hair crazy sleep deprived at finishing my fifth diartissima finishing my 21st round of the 48 about to get the single season yeah i jumped on live and i beat my chest a little bit you know Mm -hmm. but other than that man and like absolutely on 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 the other side of the abyss coming out the other side i just feel so small and um humbled uh by what i what i experienced um out, out there and I think it's probably changed me in ways that like I may not come, come back from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, moving through that first third, mo- moving through that second third, there was like this quiet confidence. There was this reassurance. It was like, wow, like, dude, you're, you're kind of moving through this stuff quick. Like yeah. I could sense that right off the bat. And that was part of like the, you know, talk about the first third, like mind to lose, like, it was crazy, man. Like, when I st- when I just committed to that that mandatory minimum every single day, sure. no bullshit, mm-hmm. and didn't jump around from region to region because, like, I want to hike. Like, I want to hike in the Sandwich Range today, <laughs> but, like, I'm up in Gorham, and it's going to be, like, an hour and three coffee stuff. Like, it's like, no, none of that, dude. Literally, like june 21st my birthday the first day of summer like i was at table rock in dixfield notch yeah you know a few hours later i was up at the canadian border at the fourth connecticut lakes trail um you know getting the stuff up up there getting the stuff that was so far removed the, the slowest stuff in the project and i worked my way down and i went into places when i didn't want to be there um and uh yeah man it just you realize right off the bat like oh comparatively speaking like this feels fast, man. You know, mm-hmm. like, you like instead of logging, you know, 130, 140 miles a week, you're starting off doing 150, 160, 170, and then you're keeping that consistently. Maybe, like, one week it's not super noticeable, but then, like, two, three weeks, like, you're really looking at, like, how fast you're moving the stuff. Sure. And all of a sudden you're like, damn, Mus- Musawak region, or the Mahusak region is done. Yeah. Shit. Damn, n- northern New Hampshire is, is done. Okay, like, Evan's not, it's like, whoa, like, this is a cadence that I, I didn't, it feels faster. It feels more encouraging. Like you can start to kind of see how it could happen, I guess. Yeah.
0: Um, And on a practical level, I think I remember you saying that like you, you front loaded this last one a little bit more so that the, the, the most ludicrous spaghetti noodle trail sections weren't like up and down straight up head walls. (laughs) Weren't what you had to do the last
1: week. Right. right? Which yes, I, 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 set up this season so that it had nothing but a white mountains dioritissima to complete like the last i guess it was it took me like nine ish days yeah um and on paper beforehand even having done the route you know four times you're just like dude this is the way to end the trip you've got a 250 mile straight line you don't have to look at your maps you've known this route you've done this route four times before this is one of your favorite hikes yeah um, you know, even like after day one I hiked from uh yeah, Cabot basically to like um the Caps Ridge Trailhead. So like all the way up Jefferson Notch Road, which yeah. is like only thirty miles. I mean Kilkenny isn't that hard and neither is neither is the roadwalk, but at like after that thirty miles, like running up to the car at the trailhead, I was like Sure, dude, this route I t- like I didn't even need to get into the Prezies yet. I was like, yo, like, I'm glad that I don't have to be, like, looking at, like, side trails and, like, right, right. lost out here. But I was, like, You kind of forgot how hard this one was, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you kind of forgot, like, this is going to be a hard way to, like, end this thing. It, it, sure, It was, man. Like, the dioritissima is tough. Dude. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it it's, 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 it's tough. Um, but uh,
0: was there any small part of you that was, like, man, I could hitchhike from Star King to said Jefferson notch, <laughs> and
1: I would save so much nope, time nope 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 <laughs> nope nope, nope. Um, and I'll tell you why I had this I had this conversation with my boy Andrew Andrew Soares um, and shout out to Soares because he was my most consistent hiking partner nice um, the entire summer and I, yep. I probably walked like with people under 200 miles total mm-hmm. um, out of the 1960 miles of the project it was actually a real quiet summer in that way but uh, we were discussing the Diartissima as the end The end piece, and he's hiked one himself. Mm -hmm. Um, He's actually ninth known finisher um, and hiked a good portion of my first Diartissima with me. Yep. And um, he was like, so are you going to skip the road walks? And I kind of like set him up for like um, a baited question, I guess you would say. Sure. I go, well, Andrew, like being a Diartissima finisher yourself and like knowing my history with the route, let me ask you something like in this context, trying to finish the, uh, the guidebook at the same time and really having that be the driving force behind the diartissima. If I were to skip the road walks, would you still consider me a diartissima finisher? Because that was really the, the, the goal is that like, I want to finish uh, my fifth diartissima. Right. And I also want to use this as my last 250 miles of the, yeah. of the white mountains guide. And fair enough. And so like, if I were to omit the road walking section or sections because yep. there's a couple, um, but primarily that 12 mile road walk from Star King over to the Jefferson Notch right. trailhead. Would you would you think would you consider me a diarismith finisher? Well, for the other four, sure. Well, yeah, of course. But like for <laughs> this one, no.
0: I mean, technically, it would just be a a a support of
1: 48. Right. And it sucks to say that, but you're 100 percent right. Right. Andrew's a sweet guy, and I think potentially just out of like just. Kindness, or maybe like not wanting to offend me, he'd sure. say, "Dude, yeah, I, I, I consider you a artist, which, I, <laughs> which I, which I, which I, I kind of understand the the leeway, you know, yeah. like I kind of understand it, yeah. But I think much like you, as a, as a, as a sort of a, uh, I guess where it's allocated, like a, a purist driven yeah. hiker, or I guess at least with this with this route, sure, it needs to be an unbroken yeah footpath, like yeah." Um I wholeheartedly disagreed with him and said the only way that I would have skipped that is if I was so fucking far behind. Right. And you would have to be real behind. Yeah. If you thought 12 <laughs> miles on a road yep. which took me like 3 hours to walk. Yep is going to be the difference between your single season and, uh, like, honestly, if that's the scenario I'm in, yeah, how no. about this? I walk the road, you just fucking plow a car right into me and <laughs> right there. because that sounds like an absolute worst-case scenario that sounds like a nightmare. Like, 12 hours is going to is gonna be the difference between your single season and not, and you still have the rest of the diartissima to walk down loose <laughs> right. luck? No. Um, yeah. So I figured, like, it wasn't going to be a... Uh, You know, it wasn't going to be a a determining factor. And I wanted that, you know, I take pride in that route, man. Like, I love that route. And I think when you can, you got to walk what has been sort of established as the primary route. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you want to call it a diurtissima. If you, if you want to get on that that bt level you know built it and you want to do your velocissima <laughs> and all this wild shit like okay cool like sure but you know if you want to call it a i kind of think like there's an established route now i'm not saying like yeah. you got to stick to it like exactly but you know the roadwalk is iconic and it's a connecting yeah. part of the two like there's
0: an interesting i don't want to get too far into the weeds about the diartissima, but i agree there's like kind of a kind of a an established route now but there's like there's there's one part where there's like a decent variation in the middle, and I like I've always wondered which way is faster and like which way if there's gonna be a standard which way should be the standard because there's like at least the, the way I did it and I think I, I modeled off of the way Drummond did it obviously uh, was you go uh, this is all in the in the sort of Gio Galehead area uh, like the way I've seen the way I did it was. You hit North Twin, South Twin, then you go down to the Hancocks, back up through Kerrigan, and then hit Hale afterward via the Zealand Hut. But I've seen other people uh, hit, like, on their way to the Bonds, they'll go up and hit North Twin and then take the Fire Warden Trail up to Zealand, and then circle back around, or to Hale, Hale rather, right. and then circle back around to Zealand, yeah. so that when they come back up from Kerrigan, they can just like go up to Willie Field sure. Tom without sure. messing around with sure. that whole area sure. Sure.
1: what do you think um I you know to be honest like what, I think the same conversation could be said about the you know the, the Lincoln slide sure and then your approach to Owl's Head right um, I think that might be a little bit more forgiving in terms of you know which you determine to be the standard or or quote official route just because I don't think you can really make people go down the slide like you know like make them meaning like well if you didn't go down the slide like it's not an official diuretism. I Actually, sure. I don't think there will ever be like an official diarism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like this is kind of like the White Mountains, like CDT, the Continental Divide Trail. Sure. Like, you have a primary route. There are certain alternates. There are certain variations yeah. that you can take. Um, as long as it's an unbroken footpath, um, I think that's kind of what counts. Yeah. Uh, the, the most, um, you know, like what is truly the fastest? Yes, that's playing into the 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 the. the pure definition of what a diartissima is and, sure like, what is the most direct route like that is sort of the, the definition of of the term diartissima um you know whether people are doing hail before or after like the bonds or zealands like less hung up on that whether people are taking the lincoln slide versus like going out and back from right um gale head i guess Like and
0: to, to some level it's a comfort thing like i think uh I think there's no question that doing the doing those two bushwhacks to get owl's head is like way faster it's 100%. just a matter of like
1: i mean especially if you're cruising through it in like two hours right yeah. right exactly i like
0: i just remember like back when like back when i did the dark system i was like 20 years old i'd never bushwhacked and i was yeah. like i I'm, i'll go all the way around and just
1: eat the time <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um so i mean yeah i guess personally speaking i'm less hung up on like order per se yeah yeah i think like you know we've kind of established cabin and moose are the are the are the termini sure um again shout out to bt for but well, like, that's switch, the thing. switch, like, switching
0: things up at the same time i feel like the 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 idea of they're not being root and it just being you get them all in a through hike, right? Is very appealing. It is like I would still consider what Bill did to be a, a real diartissima.
1: And the and 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 I kind of do too. Um, I, you know, I would actually say like his whole a- approach to the thing in psychology is what, if anything, would deter me deter me from calling it a diartissima because it seemed like he was quite vocal about like. I'm not calling this a diartissima, oh, yeah. like, this this is something different from what yep. has been sort of widely established as the diartissima root. and, like, when I saw that, at first I was like, oh, and then, like, I read his very thorough trip report, and, like, really started to, like, sit with just what he did, and, like, his thought process behind it, and that's really when I got on board, and when I started, I mean, there was a time when I was referring to his effort as, like, a Yeah. you know, and now I just, I respect... I respect that I, res, I respect his vision, and I respect the yeah. dif, you know what he sees as the difference between what he did and the diartissima. I like the fucking term <laughs> Um
0: This is something he and I have actually talked about. I've like, maybe I'm not giving him enough respect, but I like, I've, when he and I have talked privately about it, I've openly said, no, dude, you can't, you can't like. I think to a certain extent, him calling it not a diartissima is him trying to be humble like sure 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 because sure. he's like just so ludicrously humble
1: but uh i don't necessarily think like that warrants a whole lot of humility man like you're taking something that's already still kind of fringe and already making it your own Like it's yeah, yeah. fucking pioneer shit man like oh incredible i just yeah. want to get through the diartissima like fast <laughs> still you know not at the beginning of or at the tail end of yeah. like a fucking multi-thousand mile project sure and you're out here like creating like you know v2 you know version 2.0 sure um but uh yeah man to your point i think a through hike of the 48 you know regardless asterisk of direction and and sequence of peaks um you know is probably you know probably you know an unbroken through hike of, of of the 48 yeah um it in any probably,
0: case, yeah. I've derailed this conversation. So it's
1: always worth okay. it for the for the diuretism. Yeah, so true. Always.
0: I actually, I'm not getting off the diuretism yet. I'm okay. just bringing it back let's, to to your project. Let's go. Because I feel like I've heard you say like multiple times, like the, the diuretism would just seem like an obvious way to finish the project. However, I feel like there's got to be more to it than that because th- there's got to be ways where you probably could have finished the project in like a in a way that's not cleaner, but like more condensed. So like, I guess like, what is the, what, what is the sort of like emotional, spiritual significance to you of finishing this mm, mm, three year mm. period era of your life with a, with a white Mountain to Artissima?
1: Well, first of all, we can get back. To, we can come back to this briefly, but I would I would challenge your your statement that you could find a way to do the I, <laughs> 250 miles more condensed. Could, could they be more condensed region wise right. or geographically? So, like, um, I mean, there's no region out of the 12 in the guidebook that are 250 miles. But let's just like take. I guess like the last hundred miles or whatever like sure. could it have been the last hundred miles of a diartissima or could it have been exclusively like in the Evans Notch area sure. well like you could argue that it would have been easier um, to complete the last hundred or hundred fifty miles like in the Evans Notch or surrounding areas um, because it's all in one place you can kind of like you know stay, stay in one area you use your car as a base camp not, not venture too far the terrain is like Far easier, um, mm-hmm. comparatively speaking, re- really to like a lot of the White Mountains guide. Never mind like the Dirotissima route, right? Um, so, like in in that regard, there could have been easier, um, less grueling, physically experiences um, or or areas to uh, to end this project in than to go from Cab you know Cabot to to Moose Lock, um, but. Number one, I've done I've done the White Mountains diaritisma route, you know, four times. So mm-hmm. I have a I have a history with with that, with, with that route. I was the tenth known finisher. I've done the only the only yo yo. Um, my first two diaritismas were a part of the single year grid, and that was a super 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 important part of that project. Starting yeah. and ending with the diaritisma because in that or uh, with the on the single year grid project because in that project. The first month and the last month are the only two months where you have any control over the duration of the project, the overall elapsed time. And yep. so instead of approaching it in a methodology similar to yours where you have support and you're trying to get through it all like at literally as quickly as possible, trailhead to trailhead to trailhead, right? I wanted to walk in between all of them and, and make it just yes. grueling. Last year, um, so so just having that as part of the single year grid, I always kind of envision like having the dirotissima or at least one dirotissima be a part of the follow up to the single year grid, which I see as the 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 single single season White Mountains guide. Yep. And last year, I started the single season White Mountains guide. The, the first year, no dirotissima. Thought it would be cool to incorporate it in some way, but it was the first year on the project. It just didn't seem like it was going to happen. Yep. When I didn't. Reach the single season superlative and came back in 2021 for round two, I thought to myself, definitely incorporating a diartissima and it just made sense like to me, like do the yo-yo, start mm-hmm. a week early, get one pass and then when the 21st hit and it was go time, do the second pass and yep. you'd have all that sort of count um, and that would include that that diartissima, you know, in, in your experience of the single season. Mm-hmm. Uh, White Mountains Guide obviously didn't hit the mark last year and um, this year it was just like okay do you want to incorporate that route again Um, and if so like how are you going to incorporate it and can it actually be more than just an additional flex like just an additional superlative to an already like monstrous project and Mm -hmm. the more you think about it the more you think about it it's like well what if I didn't open with that what if I closed with that Mm -hmm. and you know, you know how tough the the route is, um, and, and you know that it's it's not going to be easy. But in the years prior, man, it's like I couldn't see the end of the project until I was right up on it. Sure. And by that point, it was too fucking late. Yeah. Like I couldn't pull any tricks out of the out of the out of the out of the hat. I couldn't. I couldn't go and pull thirties or forties, you know, to, like in a last ditch effort because it was so scattered. Yeah. Um, it was just like, man, if, if I worked this thing so that I finished with a um, I could see the project unequivocally, the remainder of the project, 250 miles out. If I'm right. averaging 25 miles a day, that's 10 days. Yep, if I'm did. averaging just less, which I was, 22 miles a day, 21.75, that's like 14 days. That to me in my head leading into the project seemed like a luxury. Sure. It's like, okay, you're 14 days out and you've got 250, mi- or 250 miles or let's just say you're seven or eight days out yeah. and you've got 250 miles. Now that psychology where you're like, I'm going to start fucking swaying on this sure. thing, which you wanted to do the two years before. Now that starts becoming a little bit more practical because mm-hmm. all you're doing is getting on trail and walking one route from start to finish Go to sleep, wake up, same place, start to finish. Go to sleep, wake up and you can just crazy. make miles like that. Yeah. So, yes, to your point, there is this like deep emotional connection with the route. I fucking love the Diartissima man. Yeah. And I feel like I I feel like the Diartissima is still still gonna play a part in my journey moving forward in the mm-hmm. White Mountains. Um, but more than anything, I just wanted to avoid a scenario where it's like, I can't see the end of this project. Yeah. Am I gonna get it? Like Am I really that far off? Am I really close? Is it gonna be one day? Is it, is it gonna be two days? And you know, um, it ended up being a baller decision on my on my part because those last couple weeks, dude, were like, <laughs> oh my, like we're, we saw each other, and like I, I want to make sure that we just like talk quickly about the night that we saw each other because that was a fucking that was a cool last night. It and, was like, you. Yeah, you were with me on my longest day of the whole project, yeah. and I was a couple days away from finishing. And we we went to war like late in the evening on a, on a cold, you know, late summer evening, yeah. um, in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, but yeah, just to kind of complete the the, the rationale on the, on the Diartissima, you're right. There was this deep emotional connection, but more yeah. than anything, I just wanted to be able to see the project um, from a really good sort of distance back before it finished and that's what ended up coming to fruition you know? yeah um yeah
0: dude I okay that makes like my my respect for the use of the dioisme as like a, a a practical logistical tool on this project just like went up so much that makes like literally so much sense lesson <laughs>
1: um yeah um and I mean I can kind of you know lead into that last that last you know week or so or, or, or a couple weeks if you
0: yeah well first let me my mind this podcast can be like five hours long i'm not let's <laughs> let's go let's go uh, so two things that yeah we should talk about the night we like oh wait we'll we'll get to that with yeah going into that last week uh the night we like linked up uh but before we get like away from the diartisma and before i forget about this like we talked a while ago about setting up a a a, a list somewhere of diartisma finishers in order i want to figure out like I feel like it's gotten murky. Like up, up until like ten or fifteen or whatever, it was like, oh, I'm number whatever to finish it. Oh, I have no idea what number I was. Right. Interesting. You know? Yeah. I think what we should do, we should pool our resources, right? And it doesn't even have to be a website. I think, like, I've I've made, <laughs> I've I can rename it, but I've made an Instagram page called Through Hike the Whites. Dude, yes. And all we need to do is like make a spreadsheet, right? Totally. And send out stuff on our Instagram pages that are like, hey, like if you or someone you know has completed a diartissima, send us like a couple pictures and like when you did it. Totally. And then we just like fill out this spreadsheet from like people you know, people I know who have done it to the best of our ability and then and then just like make a,
1: a registry of it. I'm I'm with it and like I know we've had this conversation a few times. Like I at one point owned the url through hike the whites.com that's
0: probably where i got the instagram name then okay, i probably yeah. stole and, it from and, you and
1: i think it's still available i don't own it anymore just cuz i let it run but like you know we'll talk about this more you know when we when we're not recording yeah, but yeah. dude i have like a 3 or 4 page website like already built literally no. just needs to be published <laughs> interesting and and, it, and it's and it just literally like the 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 lead page is an image, a beautiful image on on Liberty, with the tagline um, "Preserving the history of New England's most enigmatic thru hike." Mm-hmm. And I think like that's kind of what we're looking to do, right? Totally. I mean, like give a give a history of the route. Yep. Um, probably like at some point, give as much information yep. about the route as possible. Totally. Um, and also like yes, establish a definitive list of of finishers in the most accurate order we can get um, because after a certain point it kind of gets a little it gets a little blurry I mean I I can't imagine we're over 30 finishers think so I can't imagine Hmm. we're you think there's over 30 I just don't know I feel like I always see like
0: every time I go on Instagram or not Instagram every time I go on Facebook and there's like a post in, like, the 4,000-footers about the Diartissima. I always see, like, a new name of, like, someone being like, yeah, I did that last week. (laughs) Like,
1: who are you? I think we'd be surprised. There's definitely, like, everyday cats just kind of identifying it and, like, doing it and not putting it out there to a great deal. Actually, I I passed the guy early this year. It was, like, June. And uh, I was driving over the kank back to my house here and uh, saw a dude with a backpack walking the stretch of road from Hancocks to Osceola's. No, oh, there's
0: no reason to do that. Dude, I pulled right <laughs> over. I
1: was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And he was like, it was like older dude. He's like, well, like he's kind of like, what? And I was like, where are you headed, man? You know, uh, let me, let me rephrase this. So yeah. yeah. more, you know, uh, professional. Where, where are you headed? I'm headed up headed up to the Osceola so I was like are you backpack packing for a couple of days or what do you he's like um, I'm walking a route called the Diarotissima I was like dude I know that route um, and like you know he ended up we ended up shaking hands and exchanging names and yeah, yeah. kind of read a little bit about what I'd just done in terms of hiking the hiking the, the Diarotissima but there's definitely people out there who are like more low key and not yeah. putting it out there but still man 30 folks I mm. that to me would actually be very very surprising if there were over 30 because okay. I was 10th known finisher in August 2018 oh wow okay okay yeah, that's pretty so, recent yeah so like dude really like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 four years I mean like even if you were working on you know a few people a year I mean there were definitely there's definitely people going out every year doing yeah. the diartissima yeah um, but over 30 individual hikers questionable okay the
0: number i had in my head was like i'm sure it's below 50 but i feel like 50 is just astronomically large still
1: probably yeah i think so Uh, yeah it'd be interesting to know for sure and i think like you know whether we like it or not we may never truly know there's going to be cats who won't want to put it out there but i think if you put it out in your world. Yeah. I put it out in my world and like even take it to the Facebook, you know, social media groups like, yo guys, oh, yeah. who sure here has done a diartisema? We're putting this website together or whatever, like we really want to have an accurate chronological order of like, you know, this this small piece of of, of through hiking history in the White Mountains. I think people would absolutely contribute and, and be yeah, excited definitely. to that we should get after tomorrow. that it like wouldn't even be that much effort so, like, we should make it like a little winter fun little winter project cool we'll figure it out alright
0: cool uh, anyway back to uh, the subject at hand
1: yeah about
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, going... the
1: diartissima man like,
0: <laughs> I know anytime I you want to like... talk diartissima I'm, I'm down yeah seriously I feel like uh, uh, both of our podcasts so far people I mean people listening to this podcast in general are probably like Jesus Will when are you going to stop talking about the diartissima dude I,
1: I, I vote for a diartissima episode <laughs> where you have multiple finishers mm. like on the same episode I'm I'll let let it be known right now will. Yeah. I'm offering my tiny house as a space to host oh, host yeah. this episode. So if you want to come in here for with like you know whatever we'll, we'll pull a couple fools out.
0: Dude, that's that's, that's friend it. of the
1: that's friend of the pod stuff right there. If BT wants to come up here and drink a beer in the in the house of grid <laughs> come through, Bill. Um drum in. If you wanna come through and, and and drink a beer or even have like some uh you know Ski the Whites coffee like in a tiny house and yeah. just chop it up about the the diartissima, like let's let's See, get it going. I man. love yeah, that so. way
0: more. So I actually I don't think anyone knows this. I, I created like a two hour podcast basically just like going over as best as I possibly could, like, my knowledge of the history of the diartissima. Cool. And then I was just like this is horrible, and, really? I, and I never did anything. What was,
1: what, why do you say it's horrible?
0: Uh, I don't. I just felt like I had so many knowledge gaps. Like the basically anything from before like 2015, I the, all I know is like what's on the FKT board. So do you know about the original dude? I I I knew his name back when I did the podcast, but it was like it's like in the 70s, right? Yeah,
1: Reverend Folsom.
0: Reverend Folsom. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fol- uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he made a. He set a lot of precedences, man, that yeah. like seriously affected what's going on with the with the diartism and how we view it as mm-hmm. a as a route out here today. And you know, we'll get we'll get back to the to the subject at hand, but um, you know, he hiked it and like went home yeah at a bunch of night and so like if he if he had gone out and just did it as this wild two week backpacking yeah, trip and sure. never you know gone back home or never accepted you know help from people and it was kind of viewed as a more unsupported event i think you would absolutely see that reflected in the culture today but but what you see at least with me the way that i interpret that is like the diartist the diartism is not qualified by um, but like the support style yeah. yeah absolutely which is
0: like that's actually a really confusing piece of i don't want to call it misinformation but just like there's there are sites on the internet that if you're like doing preliminary research on the diartissima you'll go to them and it'll say a diartissima is an unsupported through hike of the 48 and In- that's just incorrect. like it's not correct incorrect. Right. but that's what i thought it was for incorrect. like for the first few months that i was looking at the project i was like oh i have to do this unsupported
1: i but think like, after Folsom. You have a massive gap of time. Yes. In between the next, the next people who have taken on this route. Yep. Um, and I'm gonna blank on a bunch a bunch of names right now, but I think after that gap of time, when the first few people started to trickle in and complete the diaritisma again mm-hmm. in like modern White Mountain sort of like post 2000. Yeah, th- most of them at first were doing it unsupported right.
0: but i think where that like where that perception of the route came from
1: absolutely and then when you start seeing fkt sites recognize the route you know they fkt doesn't have a word for diartissima their no. word for diartissima is unsupported 48. Uh,
0: unsupported self-powered
1: 48 <laughs> right exactly um so for me it's just like uh, you know that that certainly doesn't help either um but uh, yeah, man, it'd be it'd be interesting to kind of fill in these gaps because there are so many people in the White Mountains community now, and you're gonna start to see this shit, man. I'm telling you, yeah. You get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and there's gonna be a lot of information going around. I remember cats, you know, when I was out doing the yo-yo, mm-hmm. some salty cats being like, "It's not that's not a diartissima. He's going, <laughs> he's, going he's going, he's going supported. Sure, which it's like." You know, I had my car waiting for me at the end of at the end of the day. Yeah, a, at a road, and I had access to a cooler, and I had right. a sleeping bag in there. Really and, living in the lap of luxury. <laughs> yeah, and like it certainly wasn't unsupported. I'm not I'm not arguing that. Sure. Um, and I wouldn't absolutely wouldn't even call it self supported. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was having friends come out and help me. Yeah, sure. Um, but if you try to argue that it wasn't a diureticum, it's tough for me. It's tough for me to get on board with that because yeah okay backpacking the route is harder unsupported obviously like sure it's, it's tough but dude it's it's not a matter of style it's a matter of no. the route that you take and yeah. um let's let's dude let's get a diratissima episode and I works I, love this idea. I love <laughs> like this idea. We'll, we'll use that as a launching point to yeah to ask people you know be like hey we're we're you know we're gonna
0: this, this could definitely be like a uh a... I have two weeks off from school in, uh, in December. This could definitely okay. be a project for those cool. two weeks. It'd yeah, yeah, yeah. be super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Let's, let's do it.
0: All right. Uh, anyway, the last week <laughs> yes. of your project, yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> talk to it. me about it.
1: Yeah. Um, well, you know, here's the interesting thing. So the diartissima was about 250 miles. So roughly like, you know,
0: Oh, also when do we want to, sorry, not to interrupt oh, you. When right. do we want to fire up? Yes. This? Interesting.
1: Um, maybe after this after this yeah. this talking point Great. um actually maybe it'd be good to just throw it on now yeah sure cuz i'm going to come into the last week or so of the Great. Project or whatever so
0: for for people who don't know we're in we're in philip's tiny house at the notch right now uh, the notch hostel and we are uh going to do an instagram live here where we just like ask people for questions and like get people involved uh so bear with us a little bit here um oh wait before you before you put that on... Yeah. Oh, shoot. Wait, don't put it on yet. Okay. I tried to take off my jacket and I ripped my shirt off. We don't need... We, Come don't, on, we don't need this on camera. We don't,
1: we don't need this visual kit. Yeah, seriously. This is it's offensive. It's
0: going to look weird.
1: This is making folks uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so,
0: yeah, before we go live with it, I, I have one more, like, question that I want to ask you that I can, like, edit out okay. if you don't want it, like, public, but I would rather not do it live. So... Dude, I know there there's like there's the people that are going to be sifting through your data. Yeah. Trying to discredit you. Yeah. But I feel like there're also a lot of people, myself included, who want to sift through your data just off of just like how freaking cool it's going to be to sift totally. through that data. Totally, totally. Are you planning on on putting
1: the data out there? I am planning on putting the data out there. Um I've spent a lot of time thinking about like where the best home for this data is, mm-hmm. um, and I don't necessarily mean like, oh, will it be released on my website or like on my Strava for people to see? Like that's just a given. You yeah, know? sure. Um, like I want to release a bundle of this stuff, PDFs that basically people can download maps and corresponding, you know, GPX. Yep. Um, I've thought a lot about like whether this belongs on the fastest no time website a decent question and I and I think yeah it's a fair question it's something I've thought a lot about it's something that I've had you know something I've had conversations about with a lot of other people Mm -hmm. um and I think ultimately for better or worse yes it will it will end up there yeah um for me it's not so cut and dry because I've I've really questioned you know, we kind of spoke a, a lot about coming out, coming out the other side of this thing and like asking yourself, like, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. Why did I just do that? And if you look at the beginning of the project, I'd like back in 2020, I would use the term fastest known time, FKT, same thing with the grid, fastest sure. known time, FKT, these are the fastest times of, of anyone who's done these projects, yep. really, really like had that be a part of the, the, the identity of the project, yep. um. And I think like over this last year, I've actually been thinking a lot about Sue Johnston, who was the first individual to ever hike the grid in a year. She did it in 2016, Mm -hmm. started January 1st, finished um, December 26th, watched that whole thing from a distance, deeply, deeply, deeply fucking inspired by what she did Yeah, Um, and still consider what she did. Um, Not the single year grid, what she did as being one of the boldest acts of pioneership, you know, in in the White Mountains, just because no one had ever done anything like that before. Sure. Um, And I remember after she finished, there was like all this chat about like grid. uh, Sue just got the fastest known time for the grid, you Mm -hmm. know, and even like FKT, the, the, the pro boards. They listed her as an honorable mention, like on their Mm. FKT of the year. Yeah. Um, And her response to all that was thanks, but I wasn't doing a fastest known time of the grid. I was trying to do the calendar year grid. Yeah. And I'm just watching from the outside. I hadn't, hadn't even moved up to New Hampshire yet. And I would read this and like, you know, would just. Really question like why she wasn't owning it. Like, Mm. why why are you not owning this? Like, this is a woman who set who held the overall time on the John Muir Trail. Sure. At a certain point, right? Not that she was afraid of FKTs. Right. This is a storied figure in the pioneership of not only the White Mountains, but in female ultramarathon running in the U.S. I would say not even female, just ultramarathon running in the U.S. Fucking period. Sure. Why aren't you owning this? Um, and although I've never asked her that question, I found myself, um, shying away from this FKT term with my own projects, both the single year grid and the single season white mountains guide. And I started asking myself the same question. Like, why do you feel like you now want to own this? Or like, why is this less important now? Yeah. Um, than it was when you finished the grid and you're just FKT, FKT, FKT. Sure. I think it has to do with the fact that like. I am really, really, really passionate about moving White Mountains culture forward mm. and not necessarily FKT sure. culture forward. And of course, those things don't have to be mutually exclusive. Like, you can do the same thing. You can put your time in with the FKT board. Right. And you can also, like, move White Mountains culture forward. Yeah. Um, but I think for myself, much like Sue, having gone through that experience and coming out the other side, so for me now, the single year grid and also the single season White Mountains guide, and for her, the, the calendar year grid, mm-hmm. I just think that like the, the term and the kudos and the title just starts to become fucking meaningless, man. Sure. Like... Fastest known time of the White Mountains Guide, like that doesn't even fucking begin to describe what I've fucking been through over the last three years. It really doesn't. Right. And I think the Peanut Gallery says, well, why wouldn't you want credit for all the work you did? Mm-hmm. And that's a fair, you know, it's a fair comment, a fair, fair question, but it's like, my God, man, I don't need any more fucking credit. It, it's <laughs> sure. truly, I, I am small in the wake of this thing. Mm. I'm not beating my chest. I am a lot more fearful of taking on projects of this nature, you know, mm. because now I've seen the version of myself that will not fucking quit, that will not stop, that is willing to put relationships and partnerships. Yeah, yeah to the brink in order to get, get what they want and, and like the experience as a whole and the emotional journey as a whole and like what I've been through and know that I've fucking done becomes ten times more important than like having it on a website in addition to the fact that like in a really twisted way I actually kind of feel like showing the entire community what I just showed them, doing what they kind of all know I did and not having my name on the website is kind of a bigger flex in a (laughs) a weird ass way right because like for people who don't realize there is a time for the white mountains guide on the fastest known time website sure um of about I don't even know like 190 something days I think yeah right so like what is that like six or eight months or something like that yeah um and it was submitted underneath the old old pro boards um, the application pro- process had nothing to do, do with GPS. Had nothing to do with um, verifying, you know, what you say you did. It just it just had to do with, hey, I did this thing, and it's accepted as truth, and it's fair play, and we should be, you know, we should be hopefully operating in a community where people are being truthful and, and whatnot. Right. Um, But it just kind of seems like it's, it it has been up there and is up there as a consolation prize. And I think that also works into this feeling of just like, dude, like it's, it's like not very important. What's important is making sure like the data is complete, which I did in in the days afterwards. Yeah. We'll get to Um, that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, and what's also important is like putting it out to the community. You know what I mean? And, and I do want to do that. Um, and, and I think just to have a record of this effort on the FKT website to compare to what's up there is sure. important. And that's part of the reason what, why I will submit it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't even know how to submit this data because it's 238 <laughs> individual <laughs> GPS. Uh, GPS yeah, it's going to be a big uh, trip report. <laughs> 100, uh, 100%. And not even a trip report. It's like... And this is a good question to ask, man. It's a good good to have these conversations out loud. So whoever's looking over that data. Yeah. You know, I have my data data labeled as so. Right. Trail name, trail name, trail name, trail name, trail name. Sure. And the ne- the next the next file, trail name, trail name, trail name, trail name. Some of them might be the, the same trail name. It, sure. It's not effectively like listing what trails I've completed. It's listing what trails I've touched sure yeah so if like somebody really wants to check this down to the tenth of a mile you are literally going to have to go into every single file yeah
0: i don't think it's your job though to i don't think it's your job to organize it in a way that makes it easy for people to go through i think it's your job to just like well it's not your job to do anything sure but like i think i think putting out the data is plenty and people can sift through it on their own and like even organizing it as much as as much as you have with the trail names of stuff that you've hit, I think, right. is also plenty.
1: Most definitely. Yeah. But if we're talking about, you know, um having a third party like FKT verify right. what I'm saying I did. Right. I could be totally wrong, but it's hard for me to imagine that there's gonna be someone on the other end opening up every single file. No, there's no way. And 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 double checking and triple checking to make sure that what every 10th of a mile is counted for every half mile. Like I'll tell you right now, you look at, I've looked at it already multiple times. There are sections where it's like, dude, I'm going down to the Carter notch hut, you know, from, from wildcat, wildcat a, and it's like my watch loses the GPS and you just see a straight fucking line. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Stuff stuff like, like I've seen the weirdest stuff over the last three years in terms of recording data, where it shows you on the trail itself. I mean, there's just like times where it doesn't even look like you're on the trail. Right. E- either because the GPS is, is inaccurate or because you're on the high water trail. Right. Or you're out <laughs> in Evans Notch somewhere on the Haystack Notch Trail and there ain't no trail to walk. Yep. Um, so just interesting conversation points. Yeah, and for it's sure. Very relevant to your question. Mm-hmm. So, you know, long story short, I've gone through periods of excitement and also very very deep disillusionment regarding like putting this data out onto an fkt website yeah um that being said the idea of like putting it out for the community not only like the first year dude but like take the second or not even the third year take take the second and the first year as well sure compare and contrast because they all look different Mm -hmm. you know like there's times where it's like you're on a summit and you're seeing like a bunch of different little side trails and none of them are listed but you kind of want to see every every avenue and there are times where it's like every every combination of scenarios that you can imagine and i think i think it's just a useful resource for other hikers and it doesn't have anything to do with whether or not you're trying to do the guidebook in an efficient time or whatever it's just useful information yeah. um so yes i mean that that's the goal um I think it's organized in a way that's that's pretty pretty legitimate for people to kind of follow along. Yep. And um, right now it's just like about timing, man. Like, yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to imagine this, but I think you'll understand. Um, after three years of literally thinking about this every single day, if not more... Um, I just needed like a little bit of distance. Oh, just the, just yeah, the idea of yeah. like sitting down and labeling all that shit right after was just as hard as the, as the hiking was yeah. just as hard as the project itself. And there it was just like no reprieve. It was like, I, I was done, but I couldn't let it go. You know, I still had to. So I, I found myself in these last, you know, two months, as much as I'm thinking about the project, it's also like, I've taken a lot of time zoning the fuck out and not thinking about it. Cause I've needed that distance. Mm-hmm. Um, between where I am now and like what I've just kind of done because I lived it. I breathed it. I drank it. Um, I made love to it like every day for a long, long time. And, um, yeah, I'm just right now I'm big on like doing things when they feel right. Yep. Timing is important. And I think the people that like really love me and support me, like they're fucking patient in yeah. that way, you know? And yeah. I think gonna, that totally makes sense. Yeah, They're going to they're gonna get what they, what they want ultimately. Yep. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. All right, let's uh, we'll get back to uh, back to the last week. Let's fire it Just up. Let's fire this up. All right, we're firing up the IG live for the for the podcast listeners. Okay.
1: Hopefully, we get a decent internet.
0: All right, that is where we started the IG live, and that is where I'm going to stop the podcast for this week. So, thank you everyone for listening, and tune in two weeks from now for the latter half of our conversation with Phil karsha Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys soon.